What's good, y'all? What's good, y'all? This your boy, 13th Disciple, 13TH, a.k.a. the Young John the Baptist. You know what it is. Grab your Bible, grab your pad, grab your pen, grab your highlighter. We about to dive into this gospel, and you about to get this work. It's time for another episode of Disciple Me, the Hood Rich Edition. Let go! I want you to go to Matthew chapter 7, verse 15 through 23. We're going to be reading from the message version. Today's message is called Jesus, the side hustle. Let's read. Be wary of false preachers who smile a lot, dripping with practice sincerity. Chances are they're out to rip you off some way or other. Don't be impressed with charisma. Look for character. I want you to highlight that part real quick. Don't be impressed with charisma. Look for character. Don't follow people that make you laugh. Don't follow people that make you feel goosebumps and make you excited and are mad motivational. Follow people that have character. Follow people that have integrity. Follow people that are honoring their wives behind scenes, not just in public. Follow people that are about that life behind scenes. Because too many times we're seeing people fall all in public because what they were talking about on stage, on that platform, was totally opposite of how they were living outside of that platform. So we have to be very careful not to follow people because they're charismatic, but follow people that have character and that have integrity. Let's continue to read. Who preachers are is the main thing, not what they say. A genuine leader will never exploit your emotions or your pocketbook. We have to park right there. That is super serious right there. I want you to read this again. A genuine leader will never exploit your emotions or your pocketbook. These diseased trees with their bad apples are going to be chopped down and burned. Knowing the correct password, saying master, master, for instance, isn't going to get you anywhere with me. What is required is serious obedience, doing what my father wills. I can see it now at the final judgment, thousands strutting up to me and saying, Master, we preached the message, we bashed the demons, our super spiritual projects had everyone talking. And do you know what I'm going to say? You missed the boat. All you did was use me to make yourself important. I want you to let that sink in. All you did was use me to make yourself important. All you did was use my name so you could sell your t-shirts. All you did was use my name so you could sell your books. All you did was use my name so you can have people give you honorariums and pay you thousands of dollars to come and sing your song or do your rap or do your poem or come and preach. All you did was use me so you could brand yourself, so you can market yourself. All you did was use me. You know what I'm going to tell you? I never knew you. I never knew you. I want you to let that sink in real quick, man. This passage right here is hitting heavy. The main thing I want us to focus on real quick though, I want us to go back and I want us to look at this part where it says, a genuine leader will never exploit your emotions or your pocketbook. 
I can't tell you how many times throughout ministry in my life where I've heard these false prophets, AKA fundraisers, come into church talking about, oh, there's 10 people in this room that can sow a thousand dollar seed. Oh, I was in prayer and I heard the Lord say that there's 15 people in this room that can sow a certain amount of seed. Oh, and I have a specific word for you. Yes, you. If you sow this amount, there's a specific word in the house for you. We have to stop with this. People are hurting, people are dying, people are going through. It's not about money, man. It's not about trying to make Jesus your side hustle. It's not about trying to come out here and brand yourself and market yourself. We really need to check our hearts and ask ourselves, why are we doing ministry? Because a lot of us after COVID, a lot of people all of a sudden no longer wanna serve God no more. I don't believe in God no more. Chances are you never really did. You just stopped following God because you can no longer make an income off of him. You can no longer make money off of him. And when you no longer can make money off of him, all of a sudden you don't want to follow God no more. That's because he was your side hustle. He wasn't the lover of your soul. That was because he was your marketing opportunity to be able to get yourself out and not the name of Jesus, man. Now let's continue to read. I want to go a little bit deeper in regards to this message of Jesus being your side hustle. I want you to go to 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 2 through 5, and then we're going to scroll down to verse 9 through 10 in the Message Bible. Paul is now speaking to a spiritual son called Timothy. Let's read. These are the things I want you to teach and preach. If you have leaders there who teach otherwise, who refuse the solid words of our master Jesus and this godly instruction, tag them for what they are. Ignorant windbags who infect the air with germs of envy, controversy, bad-mouthing, superstitious rumors. Eventually, there's an epidemic of backstabbing and truth is but a distant memory. They think religion is only a way to make a quick buck. I want you to write that down real quick. Highlight that part. They think religion is a way to make a fast buck. Let's continue to read. But if it's only money these leaders are after, they'll self-destruct in no time. Lust for money brings trouble and nothing but trouble. Going down that path, some lose their footing in the faith completely and live to regret it bitterly after. I want you to understand, Paul is now talking to his spiritual son, Timothy, and he's letting him know, look, I need to make sure you don't get caught up in the circles, Timothy. I need to make sure that your ministry stays pure. Don't be around ministers that are out here thinking about how they can brand, how they can market, how they can get their stuff out, how you can be able to network with this person so you can get on this particular platform. I need to make sure that your heart stays pure, Timothy, because there's so many ministers and so many artists that are out there that are doing things to build themselves and not build God. So he tells them, look, stay away from those circles, man. Stay away from people that are like that, that are just using the name of Jesus just to get some money, y'all. We're not done yet. I want you to go to Micah chapter 3, verse 11, the New Living Translation. And it reads, you rulers make decisions based on bribes. You priests teach God's laws only for a price. You prophets won't prophesy unless you are paid. I want you to park right there too, and I want you to highlight that part. You prophets won't prophesy unless you are paid, yet you all claim to depend on the Lord. No harm can come to us, you say, for the Lord is here among us. 
Man, God ain't really speaking to you, bro. I'm a prophet. I flow under the prophetic. Not once ever in my life have you ever seen me talk about, oh, there's 10 people in this room that can sow a special seed. Oh, there's somebody in this room. I feel the Lord is talking to you and he wants to cancel your debt and I need you to sow this amount of money. Boy, stop. Y'all out here using Jesus as a come up. Y'all out here using Jesus to brand y'all sales and to fill y'all pockets, man. It's dangerous, man. I need you to really check your heart because you don't want to face God one day and have him say, I never knew you. Listen, people are hurting. People are going through. This is why this generation don't want to come to church no more, y'all. This is why people don't want to follow God no more, y'all, because they think it's a gimmick. They think that people just want your money, and it makes it hard for us that really have a heart for God, that really want to see people saved, that really want to see people's lives change, man. Yo, stop with this shenanigans, man. Stop with this foolishness, yo. Check your heart. Stop using Jesus as your come up and as your side hustle, man. I want to talk about real quick about the Apostle Paul. We're about to see the contrast of a lot of these people out here that are doing things in error and we're about to read about how Paul had a heart just to get the gospel out. It wasn't about money. He just had a heart just to see souls saved, man. I want you to go to the book of Acts chapter 18 verse 1 through 3. Let's read. There he, Paul, became acquainted with a Jew named Aquila, born in Pontus, who had recently arrived from Italy with his wife Priscilla. They had left Italy when Claudius Caesar deported all Jews from Rome. Paul lived and worked with them for they were tent makers just as he was. So Paul was a tent maker. Paul was able to support himself financially so he would never have to be a burden to the church. Paul was able to make sure that, hey, I'm good. I don't need no honorarium. Hey, 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 I'm good. You don't need to give me no offering. I have a skill. I have a trade. I have something that I'm doing to bring in income. If you are a wise minister or a wise artist, you won't depend on honorariums. You won't depend on churches giving you no money. Paul made sure that he was able to minister freely without having his heart tainted. Because when you start mixing money and you start mixing well I can't come to your event unless you give me ten thousand dollars I can't come to your event unless you give me some M&Ms red green purple orange all in my little bowl we are so sedity bruh like for real man we have all these different requirements and stuff just to give people the gospel what's wrong with us man we have to get our hearts right y'all Paul was a tent maker man he was making sure I don't have to be a burden to people to give them the gospel message. Now I'm gonna show you biblically in the book of Thessalonians where Paul was talking to the church of Thessalonica and you're gonna see how he had a heart just to minister and he did not wanna be a burden to the body of Christ. Let's read. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 9, the New Living Translation. Don't you remember, dear brothers and sisters, how hard we worked among you night and day? We toiled to earn a living so that we would not be a burden to any of you as we preached the good news to you. Let's continue to read 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 8, the New Living Translation. We never accepted food from anyone without paying for it. We worked hard day and night so we would not be a burden to any of you. Let's continue to read one more, y'all. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 5, the New Living Translation. Never once 
did we try to win you with flattery, as you well know. And God is our witness that we were not pretending to be your friends just to get your money. Paul had such a burden just to reach people and to encourage people and to give people the gospel. He was not concerned about money. He was not concerned about using Jesus as a side hustle, as just a come up. I want you to evaluate your heart, y'all. I want you to really take the time to really think, why do you do ministry? Why do you do ministry? Is it really to see people's lives change? Is it really to see people's lives transform? Or are you just using him as a come up? This is very personal to me, y'all. When I first started doing ministry, I was just in the streets reaching souls for God. And I had such a hunger and such a burden to reach people. And people in the church, they were in the club too, y'all. And they were like, yo, you should come to my church and come and speak. And eventually as I started speaking, people were like, how much do you charge? And they started paying me to come and do my poetry and they come and teach. And all of a sudden I had this mindset, oh, well, hey, I can use this to be able to make some side money. And all of a sudden, when I went to Miami, Fort Lauderdale area, I saw some of these poets and I saw how much they were getting paid just to do 15 minutes of poetry. I was like, bruh, hold on, let me build a website. Let me get some flyers done and let me be just like them. And as I began to go forth and minister, people were paying me a lot of money just to come and speak for 30 minutes or an hour. And God began to check my heart. And he said, George, what are you building? George, what are you building, man? You've lost your way. It was about the streets. It was about the community. Don't get corrupted by these church people. Don't be corrupted by these artists and these ministers that you're seeing get paid lots of money. Don't let your heart get corrupted, George. And so I had to take the time and realize, I, gotta, I, I, I don't want this, God. I, I don't, I don't wanna be like what I'm seeing. And that's exactly what Paul was telling Timothy. I don't wanna be like that, y'all. So from now on, I don't charge. I don't charge. I have my own money. I have my own way to be able to bring an income. God has blessed my wife and myself. I never want money to ever get in the way of God using me to encourage somebody. And if right now you're watching this and you know that you're thinking, oh, how can I sell my shirts? How can I sell my books? How can I be able to get this booking? I want you to evaluate your heart real quick because you don't wanna face God on judgment day and him tell you, you missed the boat. All you did was use me to market and brand yourself, y'all. Yo, this your boy 13th Disciple 13TH, AKA the Young John the Baptist. Till next time, go make disciples. Let go.